Welcome to Implement This with Microsoft Business Solutions MVP Britta Rexted and co-host Matthew C. Anderson, where we have an insider's discussion around the things we consider when implementing Dynamics 365. In today's episode, sponsored by Anaugic, Britta and I discuss PDFing and document generation in Dynamics 365. Maplytics by Anaugic is a market-leading certified for Microsoft Dynamics 365 geoanalytical mapping app. Maplytics empowers users with powerful mapping visualization and routing capabilities within Dynamics CRM to drive better sales, improve business processes, and engage the right customers at the right time. Maplytics now works with Dynamics 365 version 9.0 and the Dynamics 365 app for mobile and tablet. Anaugic is a leading Microsoft Gold Dynamics CRM ISV, delivering best-in-class Dynamics 365 solutions, as well as cost-effective and high-quality programming services. We thank Anaugic for their sponsorship, and now, on with the show. And we're back with another episode of Implement This. How are you doing, Matt? I'm confused. How are you? Doing really good. Just want to shake it up a little bit. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> so, I am excited to announce that we have another listener question. All right. So, very, very exciting. Um, so, today's question comes from Stephen Pearson, and he says, Hi, Matthew. I guess you should maybe read this one. <laughs> um, another idea for a podcast uh, is when to use email templates as opposed to Word templates. Mm. Um, he also wants to hear about PDFing documents and third-party tools that work well in these kind of scenarios. Yeah. So I guess that, thank you, Stephen, for sending in the question here. Would love to talk about kind of document generation inside of Dynamics. I think that's a really fun topic. Some of the different ways that we can do that, whether it's out of the box uh, capability, using third party tools as well, some community tools to be able to do all of those different types of things. So. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So it's intriguing the thought of using email templates versus Word templates. I don't really mm. think of those as being competing very often. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, I could I could consider a scenario where you're really just looking to have that, that facility to take related data from an entity and intersplice it in the middle of text that you have going into it. You know, a means to an end for doing that would be a, an email template or a Word template. You know, obviously the, the email template, you can then email to somebody, which is pretty, pretty nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious use case, yes. Um, whereas, you know, word templates, you're a little more restricted around doing that kind of thing. Not that, not that email templates don't have their own restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you, have, you have a lot of control in a word document for visuals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think it really depends what, what the outcome is you're trying to do. Sometimes I have, I've used email templates that have, uh, other documents just automatically attached. So mm-hmm. maybe the document isn't dynamic. Maybe just the communication going out is dynamic. Yeah. So it kind of depends where the dynamic nature is. Have you ever used both together? Uh, so I have only used either, uh, for any given requirement, either used a Word template or an email template. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. As far as kind of out-of-the-box uh, items there. Mm-hmm. Um, though, you know, when, when looking at something like email templates, um, it's worth kind of calling out that kind of the primary entity for any of those is going to be, you know, account contact or lead, or it could be a global, uh, email template that's, that's being used, but you're a little, little bit, um, limited in the, in the way that you can, uh, structure some of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say you're pretty limited, especially if you are, using custom entities to hold email addresses and you'd be sending any of these emails to some of those, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get into trouble pretty quick where you can't 
do really dynamic things. In those situations, I get away from using an email template and essentially replicate that just with a workflow because you don't have to use an email template in a workflow. You can just write a workflow or write an email right from there. And then you're not hamstrung by uh, account contact lead. You can get a little more creative with your custom entities and use relationships and fields and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I on the on that email template in a workflow versus using an email in a workflow. You know, one of the things I do like about the email template approach for that is that the template itself is managed outside of the workflow. Mm-hmm. So if you need to change it, modify it, give permission to somebody who maybe wouldn't be comfortable or trusted inside of the, the workflow <laughs> yes. editor. You can have them do that and just manage the the email template itself rather than having to do that through the workflow designer. Yeah, uh, and, you, a, and a lot easier to test too. I had one, I had a really, really picky workflow one time and um, testing it was really a pain because we we're trying to get something really specific with formatting of signature lines. And I don't know how many times I had to run that workflow to test it and send it to myself email template much easier to control and test and make sure it stays stable um, so it doesn't get away from you otherwise in a workflow. Sometimes it, it does not render exactly the way that it felt like it would inside the workflow designer. Mm-hmm. So you end up doing a lot more testing. Yeah. So on the on the kind of word template side of things, since we're talking, you know, kind of workflows here as well, I mean, there are uh, ways to be able to auto-generate word templates using a, a workflow and a quasi-hidden um, action inside of Dynamics. So there's a, a specific action type of of um, set word template that you can use to be able to to get those. But my uh, well, first off, thanks to the Tip of the Day blog for tipping me off to that, and to CRM Cat for kind of writing the uh, good blog post about uh, about using that. Um, I've found it to be a little bit limiting for any kind of production scenario that I've found. Not saying that they're not out there, but it's it's definitely uh, something that's worth considering mm-hmm. uh, for some of that automation of uh, generating those. Uh, because otherwise, word templates are very much manually run. You have a specific record or a set of records that you're looking at. You choose it and you're running your word template. Yeah, and even just running it in bulk, that's been part of the loss. I loved Mail Merge. I used so much Mail Merge when we had that before it was deprecated. And um, that's still a loss for me that I can't mm-hmm. just pull up a huge advanced find full of records and run a bunch of Word templates against it. That's still a big loss. So doing something like that in a workflow opens back up some of that opportunity because so much of when you're generating, uh, especially things you're going to print, you're usually doing that for more than one record at a time. Yeah. So a tool, um, a tool I'd love to recommend is Aiden Koskela's workflow tool, the workflow elements. Yeah. It's a, yep, workflow elements, uh, and we'll throw a, a link to it in the show notes. But really, really great tool for making this much more user friendly, uh, and it's free, which is yeah. awesome. So thanks, Aiden, for that. Yeah. And um, yeah, very, very much so. And you know, Stephen gave a nod to that in his in his question as well. And you know, I think being able to find some of those community built tools to be able to meet those types of needs is, is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of getting into some of the, the, you know, kind of word template capability that isn't necessarily there inside of a, of an email template is around the types of relationships that you can leverage as you're actually going to build out the document. So, you know, in a Word template, for example, you get to choose all the different relationships that you want to go gather and potentially show the 
the information for. So you can build out a table from a one-to-many or even a many-to-many relationship inside of a Word template. Inside of an email template, that's not really uh, an option that you have there. I mean, if you have some aggregate information, say from a, a roll-up field, you could throw that count in there. But as far as getting the details of what are those related records that are actually in there, the easier way to do that is going to be by using uh, something like a Word template to be able to set that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really quite powerful. If you haven't played with it before, it's a little overwhelming at first, but what is available in relationships in a Word template? I think it's probably the biggest set data set we've gotten and out of the box tools is really it's very comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, not not for the faint of heart though. If you have a if you have a user who is maybe not the most tech savvy, um, it does involve using some things from the the developer tab inside of Word as you're setting it up. And while you're not actually say writing code or anything like that, it will turn off some of the less tech savvy types mm-hmm. of users. And also, I mean, even for me, I, I, I tell you early on working with Word templates. Um, I kind of didn't know what I was doing. I got myself into a little bit of trouble because it wouldn't display right. And I was, it just, it took some uh, kind of thoughtfulness for me to get to a point where they got to be uh, useful for me. But once I was there, it was like, oh, wow, you know, I have all this capability over kind of, you know, text formatting that I have and dropping related information into tables and having the size of those tables dynamically, you know, kind of expand as I have more more rows of that related data. I mean, it's very, um, very cool, very powerful uh, inside of Word templates to be able to do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So let's say um, if that does not help us out here, that doesn't get us quite as far as we need because mm-hmm. neither nothing we've talked about so far gets us quite to PDFs. Yeah. Yep. So if that's the need. Um, we do actually have quite a few third-party tools. Yeah. So beyond just community tools, which are usually free, there's um, quite a few vendors in this space. Yeah. And if you go to a conference, you can usually find at least a couple of them. <laughs> so the one that I, I haven't worked with personally, but I've heard rave reviews on is from MSCRM Add-ons. Mm-hmm. They have a documents core pack that I've just heard several people rave about. Yeah, I've, liking. I've worked with that one both in a kind of a demo perspective and no clients who have used it and other people in the uh, people who are in the uh, business solution MVP community who have, you know, kind of. Definitely given a, a firm nod of approval um, around around the, the document core pack from MSCRM add-ons. And that one's been around for a long time, and they've done a good job of kind of keeping up to date with kind of being relevant in, you know, as Microsoft has added capability, it's not just me too. Uh, there are a lot of other uh, kind of capabilities that they offer there. And especially, um, you know, for document core pack, being able to have that, automatically push things, say, out to a SharePoint site uh, rather than just having it be, um, you know, attached to an email or sent out as part of a, um, you know, kind of a, a document signature uh, request. So, you know, what what are you actually going to do with it? Are you attaching it in CRM? Are you attaching it in a SharePoint library? Are you doing some other action with it? Um, things like the core pack can help, um, can help. Uh, drive that that overall workflow that you have without too much extra work. Um, other ones that I've uh, seen and kind of um, you know had various amounts of experience with. Uh, one is called Expert Doc. Another is called Experido, uh, Aptus uh, to a certain degree. I mean that's more of a contract management, contract uh, lifecycle type of tool, but it does hit some of the same things of being able to generate the actual 
um, document on the other side. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, things like uh, if it is kind of a contract type of scenario, things like um, you know, DocuSign and um, and AssureSign and and uh, Adobe eSign, you know, all those um, are, are there as well. Um, and actually, something I'd like to call out is um, while this is you know maybe fallen out of favor uh, as of late, something I've used a lot in the past is SSRS reports mm-hmm. uh, inside of Dynamics. Um, if you do have uh, an SSRS report that was either created through the uh, the report wizard um, or by a uh, a developer to uh, kind of build that out. One of the export options for that is to get a PDF copy of it. You could do Excel, Word, PDF, and a number of other uh, formats that are out there. Um, one thing, kind of looking back to my early days, even before I was uh, in the consulting space. Uh, had a real need of getting PDF copies of of uh, quotes for um, this was back in gosh CRM 4.0. Um, we were leveraging the SSRS report engine to build that document, but we were creating it through a single um, kind of action button inside of Dynamics. So that that action button would go out, run the SSRS report engine export and save a copy of that PDF and then save it down for the user from that. So I mean, some very, some very cool possibilities, even just using something like, you know, SQL server reporting tools. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot more control there. There's some things that you'll run into. It really depends what kind of document you're trying to populate. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a project I was just working on where there were some things we really couldn't do well. Like there were a lot of checkboxes to be checked out of the box Mm -hmm. where a template isn't going to do a good job at that. Um, one that we ran into most recently was contract language. We needed it to say, um, on the fourth day of August, 2018, Mm. which is harder. Um, you know, you can do some playing with the formatting to have it say, you know, August 4th instead of eight, you know, eight, four, but the fourth day of August is really quite a bit to get. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you're trying to do it totally out of the box, you might hack it with a workflow or something, but that's tricky. Sometimes you get over your head in a word template and you need something like an SSRS report or something custom coded to get it there. Yeah. So, um, you know, thinking total brain fart, forget, (laughs) forgot entirely where I was going. What was I about to say? I don't know. Ah. Um, things you can't do well, things that don't work well, dates, formatting. That's what it was. Thank okay. you. Um, so one of the other things uh, you know, along those lines of kind of dynamically formatting something is there are some situations where if you want to create a, a document that's being exported based on information contained inside the record, you may want to include specific sections or not include specific sections. I go back to, you know, kind of the, as an example here, an account record. And if you run a report from an account record, maybe the account type that it is might dictate what information shows up in that actual PDF output that you're trying to have in there. And, you know, if they're a partner, Maybe you want to show a summary of deals they've done this last year. If they're a customer, it's deals where they've been the the party that was sold to for the last year. And you know some of the the out of the box tools don't really give that. You know, so that's where those 
third-party tools will give you much more kind of flexibility um, around kind of dynamically showing or not showing that. And of course, and you can go the, the route of custom dev as well as we you know, often talk about here. And you know, part of the spirit of Implement This is looking for ways to um, kind of f find creative ways to use the platform mm -hmm. that don't require that development. But we, you know, for, personally, I, I am probably close to that dev side and it always comes to mind for me. So, you know, that's probably one where it, it would come up um, as a as a real contender, um, depending on what the, the value to the business is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It also comes up when you need a degree of security control. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I had, I had one customer who the placement of commas, even legal, had control over that. I mean, we, we had to have everything mm. explicitly controlled uh, down to punctuation, which I'd never had before. And so we needed emails to go out in such a way that the user had no ability to interfere when yeah. it went out. Um, and we needed documents to go out in such a way that they had no ability to interfere. So uh, sometimes PDF or using a template is that degree of control. Sometimes it's just a jumping off place. You say, I'm going to bring what I can to this Word document to help the user out and try to inspire them to get their data in CRM. But I know there's going to be a lot of things they're going to have to hand type or hand write or whatever, and that's fine. And then there's other times that we need to bypass the user entirely. And so you have to be thinking about the security implications too yes. because that's where you might have to go third-party or SSRS or something mm -hmm. where you can't let the user interfere with the process or where you're really collaborating with the user and need to stay in a tool that keeps it very much not automated and uh, where they can get to it and they can interact. So yeah. you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, and that's where um, to, to the point of using a third-party where I've seen kind of you know Aptis really – uh, you know, shine as far as capability there because any deviation from kind of the standard standardized nature of it that's being tracked and that information can actually live back inside of Dynamics as well. So, nice. Yeah, that's cool. so important in contract language. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you, know, so, you know, a lot of this as we're going through it, you know, feels very dependent on what is your use case? What is your scenario? Why, why is this stuff getting out into, a, a, you know, external... Uh, external document, uh, specifically a PDF, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that's going to dictate some of the how of how you actually wanted to get it there. Yeah, and and what is the need too? Because I I think this comes up on nearly every implementation because there's an executive somewhere who wants to be able to do it from their iPhone mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. on the way to the gym, and um, and sometimes these requests for anything with reporting, but especially email or it's documents being sent out, is um, a request to be so independent they don't need dynamics for anything. They can just live <laughs> out of their inbox. And uh, we're always subtly fighting that. It's a very diplomatic war, but we try yeah. <laughs> you know, to get through that. And so um, if it is external, clearly we've got to actually get the data in something that's appropriate for the customer to see. So if we're sending this out to a customer, a partner, or any kind of third party, then clearly you know, a PDF or a Word document or going out in, a, in an email is really important. Mm -hmm. If it's internal... I I really fight that battle. I don't like to I don't like to spend a lot of money on an SSRS report so that an executive never has to log in a CRM. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just bad user adoption design. And so I love to use emails as a way to tempt people back into the system. Yes. So I will give them some of the information they're looking for and um, put some hyperlinks in there. And yep. so they naturally go, hmm, I want to learn more about that, and then hit the button, and then before they know it, they're back in Dynamics. So yeah. I, I think it's um, 
it's it's part of that classic struggle of just because you can do something doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you should. And sometimes you have to fight to not do something you're fully technically capable of doing because it's not the right decision for the organization. Well, and, and especially, I mean, as of late, considerations of like GDPR regulation oh, of yeah. if, you know, there is that executive that wants to get that stuff sent to them in a PDF, in an Excel document, in whatever those different states are, if it has, uh, you know, individual people's information in it, that's all the more data that needs to potentially be identified of where it's going, who it's gone to, uh, like all of that stuff. So trying to drive people back into the system through the the different tools that we have, give them that tease. I love mm-hmm. that, that concept of it and using things like you know, whether it's getting them into Dynamics proper, whether it's a very streamlined app within Dynamics, you know, whether it's using uh, Power BI, driving them back in through Power BI and drilling through into individual records or even using, you know, Power Apps, whether it's a, a Canvas app or a model-driven app to be able to give them the information that they want right there on their on their mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because those types of tools where, you know, a handful of years ago, yeah, you were really limited on what you could do on your phone. All of a sudden, these tools are available that, you know, yeah, give them that tease. They see it in their email. They click through, and all of a sudden, they're they're back working directly with the application. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just on their phone. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing you have to remember. People are going to make requests in the world as they understand it today. So a lot of times, the person asking for something, they've only ever imagined that data in Excel, so they're asking for it in Excel. They've only ever imagined getting that answer in an email and having the email represent it. Maybe it hasn't occurred to them everything that they could see inside of a Power App or something else. And so they may not ask for it in the best format. And Mm so part of the art of all of this is growing in your confidence to say, so what I hear you need is, you know, these bits of data at 6.30 in the morning. And here are many of the ways that we could present that to you. Here's the value in having that in Power BI and the slicers and, you know, asking it questions in a native voice and all these cool things that you can do. So just because you're asked for something in a Word document or we really need this in a PDF, always I would encourage you to always push back and see what is it you're really trying to accomplish. Yeah. And um, what is the empowered experience that you're trying to give the user because that should be driving a lot more than just the request. I think that's a great note to end on. Sounds good to me. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Stephen, for the question and uh, thank you for listening. And anybody else, if you want to send in questions, as we say at the end of the uh, music outro of every podcast, feel free, drop us a line through implementthis.org or out on Twitter. We love these listener questions, so keep them coming. You've been listening to Implement This with Britta Rexted and Matthew C. Anderson. Do you have a business problem you'd like us to discuss on the show? Reach us through our website, implementthis.org, where you can also subscribe to the podcast. We're on Twitter, too. Britta is at MacGyverCRM, and I'm at MC Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.